The Lord be with you. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We welcome you all to this morning's divine service as we gather around God's holy word and receive the gift of his very body and blood in the Holy Communion. A few announcements for today. First of all, Sunday school and Bible class continue today at 9.30. Join us in the lounge for refreshments and then adults head off to the gym for a study entitled The St. Peter Option, Dealing with Christian Vocation Today or the Fellowship Hall for the new member class entitled Catechesis for Life. Sunday school, children, kindergarten through fifth grade begin with an opening in the music room. Sixth through eighth graders meet in the school fifth grade classroom, and the high school Bible class meets in the school seventh grade classroom. Please join us in the study of God's holy word. Also today, uh, an announcement that uh, our 16th annual Higher Things Youth Retreat Absolved is coming up the weekend of February 16th through the 18th. Pastor Brent Kuhlman will share that absolved is a divine verdict declared to at fault sinners and they are not guilty for Jesus' sake. The retreat begins Friday, February 16th at 6 p.m. and concludes Sunday, February 18th at 10.30. There are forms that are available for our kids to sign up. Uh, We need to have those forms in by February 3rd if you wish to receive a t-shirt. Also, our comedy sports will be our featured entertainment on Saturday evening. Also, please note that there is an important fundraising meeting for those youth attending our our Higher Things Summer Conference, Who Am I, at Concordia uh, University in Wisconsin. We have over 26 kids attending, and we will need to be doing some fundraising for that. There will be a meeting about that next Sunday at 3 p.m. in the Fellowship Hall. This morning we are um, privileged to have with us and celebrate Sheboygan Lutheran High School. Uh, We have the the choir here this morning and also um, Mr. Derek Bolt, our principal, would like to share some some things about Lutheran High. The the choir is under the direction of Elizabeth Braden. Braden, we welcome you, our choir, and Mr. Bolt. Good morning. morning. It is a pleasure to be with you this morning. On behalf of Lutheran High, its faculty, staff, board of directors, families, and students, we thank you. We thank you for your support of Lutheran education in the Sheboygan area. And not just Lutheran education, but also Lutheran higher education, high school and college is very evident of the number of individuals coming from Trinity uh, going into the ministry field of how important education is to make sure that the gospel truth is being presented in its pure truth. As Pastor Burke said, my name is Derek Bolt. I am the principal at Lutheran High. Um, It is a pleasure serving amongst you. And I say amongst you because it is not just myself or just the faculty, but you also that serve and help provide the training that these young individuals need growing up in the faith. And not just young individuals, you yourself also need that we continue to train ourselves up, hold each other accountable for the gifts that God has given to us, but also the blessings that he bestows upon us. A couple of announcements Uh, from Lutheran High. First and foremost, uh, Lutheran High is going through an executive director search. 
There is a list of about 17 to 20 candidates that have been submitted. The call committee has vetted uh, the first round and they are beginning to uh, reach out to those individuals now for interviews that they feel have the ideals and the skill set to move Lutheran High forward as it's going. Lutheran High is also, just like Trinity, in the recruiting season. Uh, we are wanting any student that desires a Christian education to seek out uh, Lutheran High and see what we have to offer. Uh, Lutheran High has a number of opportunities for students to participate in activities, to take a number of classes, but the most important part is to hear the word of Jesus each and every day in, its, in the classrooms. There's over $150,000 slated for tuition assistance. And I say that because one of the things that often gets told to me is we can't afford a, a high school education. And I'm here to say that we will make it work, that we want to work with families that desire a Christian high school education. I'm sure there's a number of other things that I could take, uh, take part of or at least let you know of, but I won't take away from the service today. I do have a table set up out in the back. I would invite you to come. Uh, ask me questions. After all, this is your Lutheran High School. You as owners, make sure that we are doing what we're supposed to be doing as a high school. Again, thank you for your support and I look forward to meeting you at the end of the service. Have a great and blessed day. Thank you. Along is to place your bulletin in the back of the hymnal. The panel serves as a guide. Simply go to the page indicated. Please stand. The bells will call us to worship. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Please kneel for confession and absolution. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name. Amen.
Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for you and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
in peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Almighty God, you know we live in the midst of so many dangers that in our frailty we cannot stand upright. Grant strength and protection to support us in all dangers and carry us through all temptations. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the fourth Sunday after the Epiphany is from Deuteronomy chapter 18. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your brothers. It is to him you shall listen, just as you desired of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly when you said, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, or see this great fire any more, lest I die. And the Lord said to me, They are right in what they have spoken. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. And whoever will not listen to my words that he shall speak in my name, I myself will require it of him. But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name that I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, 
that same prophet shall die. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from 1 Corinthians chapter 8. Concerning food offered to idols, we know that all of us possess knowledge. This knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. If anyone imagines that he knows something, but he does not yet know as he ought to know, but if anyone loves God, he is known by God. Therefore, as to the eating of food offered to idols, we know that an idol has no real existence, and that there is no God but one. For although there may be so-called gods in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is one God, the Father from whom are all things, and for whom we exist, and one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom are all things and through whom we exist. However, not all possess this knowledge, but some, through former association with idols, eat food as really offered to an idol, and their conscience, being weak, is defiled. Food will not commend us to God. We are no worse off if we do not eat, and no better off if we do. But take care that this right of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. For if anyone sees you, you have knowledge eating in the idol's temple, will he not be encouraged if his conscience is weak to eat food offered to idols? And so by your knowledge, this weak person is destroyed, the brother for whom Christ died. Thus, sinning against your brothers and wounding their conscience when it is weak, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never eat meat, lest I make my brother stumble. This is the word of the Lord. Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. They went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, Jesus entered the synagogue and was teaching. They were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority and not as the scribes. And immediately there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying out with a loud voice, came out of him. And they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And at once his fame spread everywhere throughout all the surrounding region of Galilee. This is the Gospel of the Lord.
Our text for this morning's sermon is taken from the gospel lesson with special emphasis on the following words. I know who you are, the Holy One of God. This is our text. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters of our Lord Jesus Christ, several years ago, one of my teeth, uh, a molar in the back of my mouth broke while I was eating popcorn. My (coughs) dentist here in Sheboygan referred me to one in Milwaukee who specialized in tooth implants. When I arrived there with my clergy collar on, thinking that this appointment would be simply to see what the problem was, this Middle Eastern doctor says to me, you holy man, we start today. Otherwise, you will not be ready for Lent. He was a Christian, so he was a holy man too. Right before he took out the drill to remove my tooth, he explained a little bit what he was going to do. I'm going to drill and get to the root of it. I'm going to go into your jaw and drill it all the way out. Don't worry, I'll give you something for it. And then I'm going to put a post in there and I'm going to get some uh, bone fragments and we're going to glue it in there and you should be good. And then we'll wait and put the tooth on later. Before we begin, let me take your blood pressure. So he takes my blood pressure, and he screams at me, Calm down, holy man! (laughs) You calm down. (laughs) So why did he call me a, a holy man? He didn't know who I was. We just met. It was because he knew that in my vocation as a pastor, since he was a Christian, He knew I was called and ordained under orders to speak the word of the Holy One of God, Jesus Christ, and him crucified and risen from the dead. As the Lord said through the prophet in our Old Testament lesson, did you hear that? He said, I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. He was speaking of Jesus. Jesus would be sent, authorized by the Father, to speak the word of the Father. All authority in heaven and on earth, Jesus said, has been given to me. So he's authorized to speak the word of the Father. That's who the prophet is talking about there. That's who God reveals to the prophet who he's talking about, Jesus. And then notice how authority works. It is given, never taken. It's given to Jesus. He gives it to the apostles who had seen him dead and alive, right? He gives it to them to say what he says. Apostles, sent ones, to say what he says. He authorizes them to speak the word of God. And then those in apostolic ministry today, same thing going on, your pastors. But also, you are authorized to speak that word of God as well, as members of the priesthood of all believers. In fact, this word is to have its way in your lives, in in all of our lives. 
So, Kristen, you holy woman. Jim, you holy man. We're all holy, made holy by the Holy One, Jesus Christ, who gives us his holiness, who makes us holy, who gives us his word that his word may not only change us, but that we might be instruments of change for others. So, you students of Lutheran High School and you students of Trinity, you are a holy people, made holy by the name and word of God. And in our schools, this word of God is central. It shapes and forms who we are, not just now, but forever. So our institutions of learning are not just about knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, as we hear from the apostle, but love builds up to use the knowledge, what we learn, what we learn from God, to use that knowledge in love and care for others, for the world, that they might be enlightened to see the reality of who God is in Jesus Christ and what he means for their lives and how this changes everything, everything for the life of the world. Now, it's interesting to me that even the unclean spirit of our text knew who Jesus was and is. He knows. But he was silenced because while he had knowledge of Jesus, he was literally an adversary of Jesus. And in addition, Jesus' hour had not yet come, the hour of winning for us the holiness of God on the cross. It's not time. So he quiets him. So when the unclean spirit says, I know who you are, you are the Holy One of God, Jesus rebuked him, saying, be silent, come out of him. Now notice, back to the Old Testament lesson again, isn't it interesting? It says, the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name that I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that same prophet shall die. Well, not only the prophet, the evil one from whom it comes. You see, he's not, this, this unclean spirit isn't authorized to do this. He's on the other side. He uses the word of God and twists it in order to trip people up that they might, that they might not be known or, be, or not know or be kept in the dark about who God really is. That God comes to us in the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ and him crucified and risen from the dead. The unclean spirit doesn't operate, operate in the way of God, in the way of authority. Rather, he operates in the way of power. He overpowers the person in our text, right? He overpowers this person he possesses and manipulates him. He does this to you and me too. And if need be, forces him 
to do whatever the unclean spirit wants him to do. Forces him. And we see that he has quite a bit of success, doesn't he? The good I want to do, I don't do. As the apostle says, the bad I don't want to do, this I keep on doing, right? You see, the unclean spirits of today do the same thing by falsely claiming authority for themselves in order to overpower others. They are on the take. They don't care about you. They care about themselves. And their followers, they don't care about you. They care about themselves. So if you get in their way, you're gone. Or as they say in our world today, canceled. You see, they see or believe that authority lies within us. That's the lie of the devil. It's a lie that we can be God or that we can control the realities of life by pretending they're not real. We can't. It's the lie of the evil one that authority dwells within the heart of the individual psychological self, as is said today. That has always been the lie, and it's still a lie today. Jesus said something different. He said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Authority, like I mentioned earlier, is given, not taken. It's given not taken. And it belongs to God. It belongs to God. It doesn't belong to you and me. We don't determine the realities of life by just saying it. Those are called fairy tales. Our Lord deals in the realm of truth and reality. So he speaks to the realities of our sin, but also the realities of the antidote, because he loves every last one of us. Did you catch what the unclean spirit asked Jesus? Have you come to destroy us? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Jesus is authorized to destroy the demons and to save us. And he authorizes us to bring this salvation into the world. Remember, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them everything I have commanded you. And lo, I'll be with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus is still silencing and casting out demons today. I often ask my 8th graders in confirmation class, have you ever seen an exorcism? And they say, no, pastor, never seen one. Then I say, have you ever seen a, a baptism of a child or an adult? Well, yes. Well, what do you think is going on there? The old spirit, the spirit of sin and death, the evil spirit is being cast out. In fact, in the old liturgies, they used to blow, to blow them out. And it is replaced with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ, and and Christ takes up residence with us. He washes away our sins, and he dwells with us. He lives with us and promises never 
to leave us nor to forsake us. This is holy baptism where you become a holy people, God's people, his children. And he promises, I'm going to be there for you, come what may. And if anybody's going to mess with you, they got to mess with me, Jesus says. And nobody messes with Jesus, not even death. And not, certainly not, the evil one. He's defeated. When Jesus took upon himself the sin of the world and died in our place for our sins. And his holy word still comes to us, right? Because we still sin and he draws us to him. He identifies our sin, calls it out, exposes it, not for the purpose of destroying us, but for the purpose of forgiving our sin. It's his holy word as we return to uh, our baptisms and confession and absolution and through his word he washes away the sin again and assures us that we're with him that we've been rescued from sin and death and the power of evil and then you have the holy communion right why is it holy the word of god makes it holy the word of god gives and bestows what it says this is my body this is my blood the perfect body the perfect life put into your ears, your mouths, your hearts, and your lives. So we have a holy Lord who comes with holy gifts. There's not gifts like this anywhere else in the world to make us his holy people, to give us the certain hope and a future of life together with him and one another throughout all eternity. Jesus, you see, has all authority on heaven, in heaven and on earth. And when he com commands the unclean spirits to depart, they obey him. You know, unlike the unclean spirits with their false narratives, Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life, and his spirit, the spirit of truth, always accomplishes what Jesus says. And what he says is, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When, when you pass through the fires, you will not be burned. Why? Because I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. The Lord, you see, is our righteousness. It says that all over the scriptures. How about from Isaiah the prophet? Quote, he has covered me with a robe of righteousness. That's why we uh, put a child in a, a white gown to, to extol what happens in holy baptism. We're clothed with the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. Or why a, a, a white pall is put over a casket. This person is clothed with Christ. And not even death can separate this person from the warmth, from the sun of righteousness, Jesus Christ, and the life with God and one another that never ends. Jesus said, you are holy with his holiness. You are a saint with his saintliness. You are clothed with the holiness and saintliness of Jesus Christ. In closing, back in 1993, I, I, uh, I was a um, foreign exchange student. I was a Cambridge, England, Cambridge University at Fitzwilliam College in Cambridge, spent six, six months there and then backpacked over, all over Europe, but then went on my own. I was the only one who wanted to go to Israel, and you can imagine why. I was studying to be a pastor, 
And in 1983, I, I backpacked all over the Holy Land, right? The place where our Lord uh, walked the earth and did all of these things in history, recorded history with witnesses, including his death and resurrection. And on my way back, I had to get from Tel Aviv to, or from Jerusalem to Tel Aviv to catch my plane. And uh, in Israel, you have to bargain for everything you get, right? So I had to set up a cab for the next morning. I had to leave at 5 a.m. from Jerusalem to get, get to Tel Aviv in time for my flight. And so I knew I was going to have to pay an outrageous price because, well, he would know that I needed to get to the airport. And of course, when I called, the guy quoted me an outrageous price. And being the good bargainer that I am, I said, okay. Um, <laughs> he picked me up that morning. He stayed in his car. I threw my stuff in the cab. And we were on our way to Tel Aviv to the airport. And along the way, he said, why are you here? And I said, well, I'm backpacking all along. Well, yeah, but why are you doing this on your own? And I told him I'm studying to become a, a Lutheran pastor and explain what that meant. And he said this, oh, you holy man. Now, why did he say that? He just met me. He didn't know me, right? Well, he was a Christian too, and he understand that I, would, I was going to be called and ordained to say the word of the Holy One of God that gives us hope and a future of new life with him and with one another. When I arrived at the airport, true story, I'll never forget this, he jumped out of the car and took my bags and put them on the sidewalk. And as I reached to give him the money, he said, no, please just give me a blessing, which I did with the name and word of God that comes not from me, not from the demons, not from a fallen humanity, but from the Holy One of God, Jesus Christ. His fame precedes him, and quite frankly, he's here today too, with all authority in heaven and on earth to cast out your demons and mine, to make us all holy, and to give us his peace that surpasses all understanding. And like believers before us, we are amazed, truly amazed at his teaching and authority and since now is the day of salvation, it is time. It is time for all of us to confess that Jesus is the Holy One of God. Now that he has accomplished our salvation, it is to be delivered. This Holy One of God is here delivering today to make you and me holy, to give us hope and a future and life together with him and one another that nothing and no one can separate us from. Amen. Now may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guard our hearts and our lives in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. O holy triune God, you are the God of gods and Lord of lords. Truly, there is no God but you alone. From you and from your Son, Jesus Christ, are all things. Reveal the saving knowledge of Christ's truth to us 
and to all the world that loving you and one another, together we may be known by God, Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, guard our families and homes and build them up in love. Bless the marriage of Adam and Catherine Shebline with your love in Christ. Support parents in their tasks of instructing their children. Strengthen those whose faith is weak and make us bold to forego convenience and security to attest the truths of our most holy faith. We thank you especially this day for our Lutheran schools, including Trinity and Sheboygan Lutheran High School, and ask your continued blessing on them. Guide and direct those going into church work, including Ruth, James, Luke, and Harvey. Grant your continued blessings to Kristen Rint, who serves as a teacher's aide and our after-school care teacher here at Trinity. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. Almighty God, give health and success to our president and governor, our legislatures and judges, and all who serve for our governance and protection. Make them high in purpose, wise in counsel, and unwavering in duty. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son cast out unclean spirits and taught with authority. He is the great physician of body and soul. Have mercy on those who are sick, distressed, in danger, or facing any need, especially Sue recovering after shoulder surgery, Chad recovering after an illness, or the victims of war in the Middle East and the Ukraine, Bard for continued management of his illness, for Marion, Lisa, Charles, Carl, Emmy, Tim, Benjamin, Bernadette, Sue, Jennifer, Sharon, Doris, Timothy, Ronald, John, Kathy and Mary, all in treatment for cancer, Glenn, afflicted with a brain tumor, Sharon in hospice care, and for the family of Jacob Janan and the family of Joan Holt, who we remember today. Sustain them with patience, trusting in your merciful care, and graciously relieve them, Lord, in your mercy. Amen. Dear Lord, look with favor on all who partake this day of the Christ's holy body and blood, that in their eating and drinking they may receive the benefits of the forgiveness of sins, the renewal of life, and so receive a foretaste of the feast to come. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. O Lord, Heavenly Father, we gratefully remember the sufferings and death of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, for our salvation. Rejoicing in his victorious resurrection from the dead, we draw strength from his ascension before you, where he ever stands for us as our own high priest. Gather us together, we pray, for the ends of the earth, to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. For you alone we give all glory, honor, worship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated as we gather together the offering. We invite you to fill out the Friendship Registry.
be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. For what had been hidden from before the foundation of the world, you have made known to the nations in your Son. In him being found in the substance of our mortal nature, you have manifested the fullness of your glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you have had mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us to do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, in the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke and gave it to the disciples and said, Take eat, this is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in body and soul to life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.